I wasn't going to blow in it, Brian, so, yeah, good. But I thought I'd open today with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, you are the vine and I'm the branch. You must become more and I must become less. And I pray that today, whatever I say, the seeds will land on fertile soil and produce fruit in abundance that brings glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So it's my absolute privilege to be asked to speak today. And surprise, surprise, I've been asked to speak on motherhood. But I guess that's no surprise because that's what we do every Mother's Day. We come to church today to honour God, but today we also come to honour the mothers in our midst. And today, whether you want it or not, the memory of your mother will come to your mind. And that memory is a unique collection of all the experiences you've had growing up. Mother's Day, while it is a great day for many, it is also a day where so much hurt can bubble to the surface. Today, in our midst and in our community, there are hurt women, hurt, hurt people, and hurt children. Today, in our midst and in our society, there are women who long to be mothers, but have been unwilling to be so, no matter how hard they've tried. Today in our midst, there are women who want to have children but have not found a relationship where this is possible. Today in our midst and in our community, there are women that want children but they think financially they cannot afford to bring a life into this world. Today in our midst and in our society, there are women who want children but their partners have been unwilling. Today in our midst, there are women, and in our society, there are women who have had children and have lost them through miscarriage, death, adoption, separation, or relationship breakdown. And then there are people here and in our society who have never known the love of a mother. They have been neglected by their mother they may have been emotionally, physically, or sexually abused by their mother. There are people here and in our society that have lost their mother through death, separation, relationship breakdown. Rightly or wrongly, our mothers influence our lives. And when you have had a mother who negatively impacts you, the echoes of the past can spread a long way into the future. Now, I've heard a lot of sermons that idealize the perfect mother, and this is not one of those sermons. In fact, this morning, Zoe said, I'm so looking forward to you preaching because you can be quite funny. Today, I'm not going to be funny because today, I want to address the hurt. Firstly, I want to speak to those here who have had a distant neglectful, absent, or an abusive mother. And I want to tell you that was never part of God's plan. It was never part of God's plan to have you abused by your mother. 
It was never part of God's plan to have you neglected by your mother. And it was never part of God's plan to have you distant from your mother. In fact, it was God's plan to introduce you to love and relationship through the relationship with your mother. If your mother did not care for you in a way that your mother should, my heart aches for you. And more importantly, God's heart aches for you. I want to tell you that even if your mother abandoned you, for whatever reason, God never has. Isaiah 49.15 says, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. God never forgets those he's created. He never forgets and he never can. Psalm 68.5 says, it talks about God being a father to the fatherless. A father to the fatherless, a defender to the widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God is a father to the fatherless, but I want to draw your attention that God is also a mother to the motherless. You know, the masculine presentation of God is so ingrained in our culture that it can be easy to miss the way God would like to be a mother or is a mother to us. Now, firstly, God is not a woman and God is not a man. He has chosen to reveal us, reveal to himself through the Bible in largely masculine terms. And I'm not rejecting that revelation. God is my perfect heavenly father, but as the only complete being, he is a perfect father and a perfect mother. He contains all those traits, all those qualities. And actually, if you study scripture, it shows us many ways in which God is like a perfect mother to us. In Isaiah 42, 14, God is described as a woman in labor. For a long time, I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. But now, like a, child, a woman in childbirth, I cry out, I gasp, I pant. In Deuteronomy 32, God is describing as ha- described as having given birth to his people. You deserted the rock who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. In Isaiah 66, 13, God is compared to a comforting mother as a mother comforts her child. So I will comfort you. In Hosea 11.3, God is compared to a mother teaching her child to walk. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms. This is one of my personal favorites. In Hosea 13.8, God is described as a mother bear whose cubs have been taken away. 
Like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and rip them open. It goes on to say, like a lion, I will devour them. A wild animal will tear them apart. It shows the passion God has for his people, his creation. And another favorite of mine in Matthew 23:37, it says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who have been sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Here God is described like a mother hen. Now I know that was a real rush through scripture, and I could go on because there are so many verses, but I actually just want to draw out a point. God himself is a mother to the motherless, just as he is a father to the fatherless, because God is love. For even if my mother and father abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. That's Psalm 27.10. I don't want anyone here to think of themselves as motherless anymore. It's normal to grieve and feel the ache of a missing biological mother in this life. But you can take that ache to God. If you've had a mother that has hurt you, seek God out. Because he is the only one who can provide the healing you are looking for. Allow him to wipe the tears from your eyes as he promised in Revelation. Let him bandage the wounds of your past and allow his blood to seep down into your soul and sweep through every area of your life. He is a mother to the motherless and he has not forgotten you. He's not forgotten you because he has engraved you on the palms of his hands. Now, even as I say all this and I go through the scripture, I know it's not enough. I know this because I've had my fair share of grief and I felt so much pain that I thought no one could recover from. And I remember in my despair crying out to God. Now, this is kind of ad lib, but basically it was like, where are you? I know that you say you love me, but where are you now? I know all the scripture in my heart, but actually, do you know what? I want to feel you. I want you right here, right now. I want somebody with skin on. And God has got a great sense of humor because I was slumped on the kitchen floor and I was crying and that was an earnest prayer and I'm saying, give me someone with skin on. And just then, my cat walks into the room. Now, cats come up and they rub up against you, but this cat did something different. He came up, he climbed, put his front paws on my knees and licked my tears. I have never known an animal to do that. And I was so moved by the experience. When I needed someone with skin on, I clearly didn't specify and I got someone with skin and fur. <laughs> but 
I, it, was, it was the perfect gift at the perfect time. But I'm not the only one who needs skin on. People in our society need someone with skin on. They need someone to love them, to listen to them, to be there for them. Now I want to speak and address the other hurt. I want to talk to the woman here who want children but have been unable to get pregnant for whatever reason. I want to talk to the woman here who want children but have not found a relationship where this is possible. I want to talk to the woman here who would like children but feel financially they can't bring a life into this world. I want to talk to the woman here who want children but their partners have been unwilling. And I also want to talk here to the woman here today who have had children but have lost them through miscarriage, death, separation or relationship breakdown. Today, I call you to motherhood. I want to tell you that motherhood is not merely a biological function. Motherhood is an attitude. There is a biological function given to some of us to bear children. But motherhood is more than that. It's an attitude of love, sacrifice, caring, nurturing, encouragement. You may birth or you may not, but all women here can become mothers by developing a mother's heart. I want to encourage you and remind you that Eve, when she was created, was called the mother of all living before she even gave birth. I also want to encourage you and remind you that Bible does not reserve motherhood to those women that give birth. In Judges chapter 5, there was a prophet and a judge called Deborah. She was identified as a mother in Israel. And even though she was a mother in Israel, she was a mother to Israel. If you read through, she provided wisdom. And under God's leading, showed Israel the way to go. Because of Deborah's wisdom and guidance, Israel enjoyed a rare period of peace. Deborah encouraged, nurtured, and trained those around her to live God-honoring lives. She was a mother, but she also had a mother's attitude and became a mother to many. As a woman, you may never have physical offspring, but if you train, nurture, and encourage others, you are a mother. Pam is a mother. Tori is a mother. Women that have never given birth are mothers. Good mothers nurture their children. They care for them. They soothe for them. They provide an environment in which they can grow their family. Ladies, we can do this as well. We can nurture our community. We can care for others practically. We can go into their homes and we can bless them. 
We can care for them by being there when they need somebody. And we can care for them spiritually. Now, good mothers don't just soothe and reassure their children. They also gently push them to become better people, to try new things, to keep practicing and develop skills and their confidence. Ladies, we can do this in our community as well. We can encourage people by pointing out the things they do not see in themselves. We can encourage them by identifying the gifts that God has given them and that they cannot see. Good mothers protect their children like that bear. They rip apart anything that gets in their way. Any threat to their offspring, many mothers show an uncanny ability to attack. <laughs> Just letting you warned. I'm going near my cubs and I'm a different person. Ladies, we can do this as well. You know, we can do this by praying for others with the same intensity and warning others of spiritual danger. A wise woman once told me, we know about eternity. We know what is to come for them spiritually, and we owe it to society and to them to prepare them for what is to come. As Christian women, we have a huge calling and responsibility. Who here has heard of the phrase, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the nations? Yeah, it's true. Because mothers play an important role in building nations because they are empowered to imprint either the best or the worst into the minds of their child. This is because what a mother speaks into the life of their child often becomes their inner voice. Good mothers will encourage and build up their children. Ladies, we can do this as well. You know, unfortunately, this is my pet hate, and I'm going to go into this a bit. Too many times I hear parents and mothers speak negatively over their children. They say things like, you know, children, who would have them? They say, teenagers, good luck with that. And my biggest pet hate is teenage girls. They're the worst. They actually forget that I was a teenage girl, so don't go there. These mothers don't realize the power of their words to influence and shape and mold their children's lives. But Christian women, we have a greater authority. These other women may be negatively impacting the inner voice of their children, but we have greater authority as Christian women. We have God's authority and truth. We can speak into the lives of others in a way that will build them up. We can overlay a poor mother's voice for a godly woman's voice. Mark 11.23 says, Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, Go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. We can speak the truth into people's lives and we can bless them. We can redeem their inner voice. Matthew 16, 19 says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose 
on earth will be loosed in heaven. Well, today I bind negative inner voices and I loose a spiritual blessing over this congregation. In Jesus' name, and it will be done because I've been told it will be done. Our words have power. Our faith has power. If we believe and speak ill into people's lives, then that is what we will reap. But if we believe and speak good into people's lives, saying they are amazing, they are strong, they are beautiful, they are influential, then that is what you will have. Ladies, we have an opportunity to be mothers, and we have an opportunity to rock this nation. Rock that cradle and rule this nation. When you pour yourselves into the lives of others, when you work hard to clothe and feed others, you are being a mother. When you guide, warn, or encourage others, you are being a mother. In this way, every woman here, without biological offspring, can have children who rise up and call her blessed. We can become someone with skin on to someone else, and we can help those who are hurting. Wherever we are, we need someone with skin on. We need someone who will encourage us and feed into our lives. My biological mother lives in Auckland, and when I left her to come to Christchurch, I needed someone with skin on, and I have been so blessed. There is a lady here today who came because I asked her, and she will probably not want me acknowledging her, but while I have been training to be a doctor every week, she has provided a meal for my family every week. I know that I can pop around to her house unannounced and I will be greeted with open arms. I know she loves me and I know she loves my family. She cares for me practically with the meals, but you know, earlier this year, I needed someone to do some sewing for me. She was the woman that did that. When I was working nights up at the hospital, she would have a bed ready, electric blanket on, light going, ready for me. And sometimes she'd stay up till 11 o'clock just to chat and see how I was in the morning when I got up, because the drive was too far to go to Oxford. In the morning when I got up, she'd be up, how's your day? What would you like for breakfast? They're the cupboards, I can get this out for you. One day I slept in my alarm. She goes, right, from now on I'm setting my alarm so you don't miss it again. She had my back. Earlier this year, when Don was unwell, went into hospital, I went round to her. And she stayed up, she made me a warm drink, she talked with me and she prayed for me and my family. You know, I can't actually go through all the things that she's done for me, but in every sense of the word, this woman is my mother. She did not give me birth, but I respect her and I honor her today as a mother in the faith. She has always been there. When I asked her to be here today, she is here. And I adore her, and I love her like a daughter, and I would do anything for her. 
but I also am a mother to many. I look around this room and I know there are people that I pray for. They may not know that, but I pray for them and I care for them and I look out for them and I'm going to shame some of them. (laughs) Jasmine Booth, I look out for you and I pray for you and I love you like a daughter. I've got your back. She's one of my cubs. No one cross her. Tanja, I've got your back. I look out for you. Same thing. These are my cubs. Nathaniel Watts is not in this room, but I love him like a son. And he makes me proud and Brian proud every single day. He is such a wonderful young man, and I'm so glad he's dating my daughter. (laughs) But he's my cub, so watch out. (laughs) Society is scarred. Society is broken by discarded relationships. But I believe Christian women are being called to heal our broken communities. Regardless of whether you have children of your own, society needs women prepared to mother, teach, to nurture, to soothe. Society needs practical women and spiritual mothers. Look around the church and your community and see the hurt. Who might benefit from your nurture and guidance? Even if you feel the need to have spiritual parents of your own, you may be just that person that someone else needs. Even if you've never thought of yourself as a mother before, God may be calling you to that role today and calling you to that role in the life of someone else who needs to grow. As Christian women, I challenge you to open your eyes and see those who long for a mother. Develop your desire to protect Nurture and comfort. I'm here to challenge today to challenge you to become a mother. Let us follow Deborah's example to encourage, nurture, and train those around us to live mature, Christ-filled lives. Let's speak blessing into the lives of others. Let's be intentional. Let's be mums. I'm going to invite the um, music team to come up. But as they do, if you would like prayer from a mum or a hug from a mum, I'm here today and I'm happy to pray for you. But I'm also calling up the woman here who would like to be that person that would do the praying. So today I'm asking the woman to do the ministering, not the men. I'm asking the woman to minister If you feel like you want to be a mum and you never thought about that, I'm here today to bless you, to do that for you, to pray for you. Thank you. Would you stand with us, please?
Oh, my God. 